It seems that the human race is forever at the same crossroads. Times may appear to change, but men don't. And always, just over the horizon, a rumbling barely beneath the surface. Men waiting to plunder, kill, and conquer each other afresh and anew. And the more starkly adverse the circumstances grow, the deeper the realization comes to us of our need for a Messiah. The darker the times, the more fervent our longing for our Redeemer, for a Messiah who can deliver us from each other, a Redeemer who can buy us back from ourselves. Yes, the melody may change, but the song is always the same. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
Imagine what it must have been like to live in a time in which Isaiah's prophecy of hope and redemption resonated in your mind every day. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so the promise had been made, but the centuries were to roll by, bringing with them a long succession of conquerors instead of a Messiah. Assyrians, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, and now finally, the Romans. The promise had been made so long ago, passed along, whispered in captivity, shouted in defiance, lived by, hoped for, at times almost forgotten. And now suddenly, in the fullness of time, God keeps his promise. He comes into our world, and who would have dreamed it would be into a dusty little town called Bethlehem? Who would have dreamed the word would be made flesh through a woman named Mary?
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is the grave. The Messiah had finally entered the world. However, he did not come with pomp and circumstance. It happened in a lowly stable, not a palace surrounded by the finest comforts of life. To the world, it was just another day. But for Joseph and Mary, they knew it was one of the most momentous days in all his human history. As they cared for their newborn babe, the word was beginning to spread that the Messiah had come. A star had appeared over Bethlehem, and wise men saw it and traveled towards it. An angel appeared to some shepherds watching their flocks and declared tidings of great joy. The Savior had been born. Glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Hope has come, joy has come, strength has come. Lord is my strength. Oh. 
extras over here, some stringed instruments. That's Alicia, our violinist, and Paul. 
Paul over there are cellist. cellist? Is that the right word? Yes. So here's a little fun fact for you. Um, Paul here, his first service in this church was last year at our Christmas service. How cool is that? And here he is a year later playing with our youth choir. That's awesome. You can be seated. I'm going to make a few quick announcements, and then we're going to have the most exciting part of the day. It's the children. I just get excited over the children. Are you guys ready? All right, you're going to hold on there for just a second. I know you're excited. I have to give some announcements, and if you come up here, they're going to get distracted by you, and they won't listen to me. Welcome to the friendliest church in town. In case you weren't sure, that's what you walked into today. Look around. We have a full house. This is so exciting. If you are a guest with us today, we are so glad you're here. So glad. So... In just a moment, we're going to honor our guests, and I'm going to have a little giveaway, but we're getting to that. So, a couple of points. After this, we will have, what are we going to eat? Ding, ding, ding. Right answer, cookies. Some folks have baked this week, and they have cookies for you. So we are very excited about those cookies. So, if you are not familiar with our building... You can go out any exit, and you can go down the stairs and just follow the hallway. That's about how you get there. Just keep following that hallway. If you go out the back, it's going to be a long walk. If you go out this side, it'll be a little shorter. But we invite all of you downstairs afterwards for our cookie reception. We're kind of known for this now. Brother Lewis, I just saw you. Okay. All right, everybody knows I get distracted. This is officially the squirrel in the room. I'm going to need you to stand. Wow. Wow. I was trying to outshine you today, but it didn't work. You decided to one-up me again. You know, it's just, it's always just fun to see what he's going to come up with. All right, let me hear it, Brother Lewis. Hey, yeah, okay, all right, very good. All right, I digress. Um, down front, we have what hopefully you will use as a good photo opportunity afterwards. So we encourage you to bring your friends, family down front and enjoy this great backdrop because it's really cute and fun. And I thank all those that work so hard to make this happen. How fun is this? I like it when things are fun. All right. So now the moment we've been waiting for, the children can come get situated. I am going to do a giveaway. All right. Here comes my trusty assistant and the most handsome man in the room, my husband. Making that clear, this is my husband. Now, I know you're going to be distracted, but if you've got a little white ticket, I'm going to need you to pull that out. All right. I was not prepared for needing glasses. So, 
it this way. What do I do? I read that little number. In case you were unclear, this is the pastor and I'm the pastor's wife. And furthermore, if you know us, you know that he's the crazy one and I'm the serious one. Okay. So, just making sure everybody's aware. All right. If you have the ticket that matches 337417. Oh, I didn't tell you what you're getting. A, a new car. I'm just kidding. Sorry. They really should not give me the mic. All right. You're getting, there are two poinsettias. I'm hoping somebody has it, but we're waiting to see. There are two poinsettias. Oh, oh. you don't have to come down front, but we're going to have you wave to everybody. Look how beautiful. Okay. Here's what you're getting. I got distracted when he walked up. Goodness. There are two poinsettias out in this entrance over here. Really large poinsettia. That's for you. Okay? You can take that home with you. We are so glad you're here. All right. Who's getting the second poinsettia? All right. Three, three, seven, three, nine, four. I don't have that. Oh, there she is. Woo! All right. Thank you for coming. Please enjoy those flowers. And without further ado, wait. Oh, look at the cuteness. Oh, my goodness, the cuteness. All right. Are you guys all ready? All right. We're going to go tell it on the mountain.
At Christmas time, it seems our traditions and our worship are in a response to His coming to us. In our search for symbols and ways to recognize and adore Him, perhaps no setting is more graphic or speaks more eloquently of His coming to us than that of darkness and light. You know, Isaiah said, The people have walked in darkness and have seen a great light. And John said, And the light shined in the darkness. And Paul said, God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For a moment, let us imagine we are sitting in darkness. Darkness which blots out the smiles of our loved ones. Darkness which symbolizes the evils of the day in which we live. Darkness which reminds us that we must have locks and keys and policemen and fences because men still go out to rob and to kill. Darkness which enslaves our children with drugs and habits which will eventually destroy their lives. Darkness which spawns all the wickedness and evil that men so readily embrace. Darkness which reminds us that we live in a world which desperately needs the coming of the light. the light. 
Once again, it is light. Light has come to us. We have seen one flickering candle come into our darkness and drive it away. This season, let us rejoice in this life-giving and life-bringing proclamation that Jesus came into the darkness of our world and brought it light. So yes, the Messiah came, but he came unto his own, and his own received him not. This should be no surprise, though, because Isaiah not only prophesied his coming, he prophesied how he would be received. The prophet said, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. This, in fact, is the greatest expression of love, knowing he would be rejected and crucified by the very ones he came for, he still chose to come. Sins away. It's 
Praise the darkness, defeated death for 
the amazing love that our God has for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But even with all the Bible says about how much he loves us, there is still an ongoing question. The psalmist said it this way, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Surely with man's rejection of him and our own personal shortcomings, he wouldn't really want anything to do with us. At best, perhaps he would merely tolerate us. However, what does he really say? The God who was born in a manger is the same God who made us, who knows us. He knows every single thing about us, and still he loves us. And while there are so many things that we can say about this God who died for us, the question on the minds of so many is this, what does he say about me?
Millennia have passed since the Messiah came, and even more since Isaiah uttered his prophetic words that a Messiah would come. So much has changed in our world since then. In so many different ways, it's not the same, except in so many ways, it is. Because in spite of all the changes in the world, the need remains the same. The darkness remains the same. Sin remains the same. We still need a Redeemer who can buy us back from ourselves. Perhaps the melody has changed from Isaiah's time, but the song still remains the same. They needed a Savior then. We need a Savior now. He came, and the reason He came remains the same, to give us the greatest gift. Children, we all dreamed of Christmas morn and all the gifts and toys we knew we'd find, but we never realized a baby born one blessed night would give the greatest gift of our lives. As the years went by, we would learn. 
today for a reason to live? Anybody have a reason to live today? No greater reason than this reason to live. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. This has already been referenced here. Isaiah prophesied thousands of years ago that a son would be born. His name would be Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus comes along in a verse that most of you here today probably could quote from memory in John 3 and verse number 16. He says that God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His only begotten Son. That only begotten Son was the one that was speaking those words that day. In essence, really, He was declaring that what Isaiah had prophesied would happen had now come to pass. Notice it's not a gift today, or excuse me, not a great gift. The theme is not simply a great gift, but it is the greatest gift. Because it is the greatest gift. No doubt many, and especially the younger ones here this today, are anxiously awaiting a week from today when perhaps they will walk into a living room or a family room where a Christmas tree is and gifts are under the tree and they will get a lot of gifts and perhaps one of those gifts may be their favorite gift but we're not here today celebrating just another gift we're not here today singing about and talking to you about a gift but For all of time, throughout all of human history, we are here today because of the greatest gift. If you back up a little bit from Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 9 and 6, Moses, as he was out in a wilderness and in the process of being called by God for the purpose to go back to Egypt and help lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, he asks God a question. He says, who am I supposed to tell Pharaoh has sent me? It's kind of an interesting response because it's not just a typical name that Moses was given, but when Jehovah responds to Moses' request and inquiry of who am I supposed to say has sent me God simply responds to Moses and it's already been sung here today but God responds and says you tell him the I am that I am that's kind of odd who is the I am What, what is the I am and And I think the essence of what God was telling Moses that day and you and I are supposed to understand is that God is the I am. Not the I will be, not the I was, not the I may be, but the I am. The I am what? Whatever you have need of. We've been in a crazy world the last couple of years. I've said it numerous times in the last couple of years to those that worship here regularly. 
what we've been through in the last couple of years, it, it's not even in the top ten of the most challenging things throughout human history. While it may have been a very challenging time for you and I in our lifetime, all you got to do is a little bit of history reading and realize the world's been through a lot more challenging things than COVID-19. The world's been through a lot more challenging things than us being uh, uh, having to stay at home in 2020 for several weeks and, and, and all the other things. The world's been through a lot more challenging things, but I will say that for many of us, it's been a very challenging time for us in our lifetime. There's a lot of things that you've needed. There's a lot of things I've needed. And again, as already has been said here today, it really doesn't matter if you're a baby boomer, a Gen Z, or whatever else, a millennial. The interesting thing is the same God that made the baby boomers is the same God that makes the millennials. And last time I checked, he doesn't change how he made millennials versus it's still the same God making the same kind of humanity. In fact, this is the same humanity today that God made thousands of years ago when He created Adam and Eve. The world around us has changed, but you and I are still the same. We're still made in the image of the same God that man has always been made in the image of. And so while we may be influenced by our surroundings, at the heart of who we are, we still all have the same needs. We've all got the same desires. It doesn't matter what technology we have. It doesn't matter what means of transportation we have. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter matter what you wear at the heart of it all we're still the same and we need something bigger than us we need all of us need mercy all have sinned and come short of the glory of God I don't care if you fit the category today of a good person the Bible says all have sinned you may not be as bad as the person next to you or the bad as the person that's locked up in jail today, but the bottom line is we've all sinned and we need mercy. Not only do we need mercy, but we all need grace. We don't need grace just one time. I don't know about you. I don't just need grace every day. I don't just need grace every day. I need grace every moment of every day. I, I need the unmerited favor of God in my life. Oh boy, I tell you, there's a lot of us that sure need this one. What a crazy world we've been in the last couple of years. Even if it's not the worst ever, it's been crazy. Anybody here been reading about the economy and reading about predictions of the economy? I know there's other places in the world that some things are normal, but it's not normal in this country to walk into a grocery store to try to find normal everyday items and them not be there. It's not normal for me to go to Safeway to get my coffee cream and there be absolutely no coffee cream, at least the kind I like. It's not normal to go to the store. We went to three stores last night to get gallons of water for this fellowship afterwards. 
I'm bringing milk next year. And not oat milk. You'll have to bring your own oat milk. Good old 2% cow's milk. Processed and all. Man, we... The problem is we're surrounded by a hopeless world. You go to work with people that have no hope. You live next to people that have no hope. You walk into restaurants with people that have no hope. We need hope. You need hope. And Oh boy, I think kind of next to that one, this is another one. Man, does anybody have a need for peace in this world today? fact I think one of the scarcest resources in all of the world today is peace because peace true peace has nothing to do with your circumstances true peace has nothing to do with what's going on or isn't going on in your world true peace doesn't have anything to do with whether or not there's COVID-19 true peace has nothing to do with no matter what the economic predictions are true peace has nothing to do with what's going on in your own family in your own hope in your own home here's what's here's what's amazing about the greatest gift greatest gift is all wrapped up in one gift. Paul said it this way in Romans 14 and verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy. Most of those things I just mentioned Those things are all in the Holy Ghost. There's cookies downstairs that to get to the cookie that's on the plates downstairs, you had to get all the right ingredients in the cookie. To get the cookies you were trying to make You had to make sure you had all the proper ingredients. Do you need peace today? Do you need joy? Do you need hope? Do you need mercy? Do you need grace? Do you need forgiveness? There's only one ingredient. You see, the problem is we think and we live in a world that tells us to have all of those different things. We've got to get all the right ingredients. We've got to live in the right house. We've got to have the right job. We've got to wear the right clothes. We've got to have the right friends. We've got to have the right amount of money in our bank. We've we got to have the right spouse. We've got to have all the right things. And if we get all of those things and mix them together, then we will get life out of that. I've come to tell you this afternoon, if you'll just put the gift, the greatest gift, gift in. All of those things will be the result. They're all the result because the I am is peace and the I am is joy and the I am is hope and the I am is mercy and the I am is grace. Really I think probably the greatest need 
of every human being, no matter what you say, no matter what you want to tell us about yourself. The greatest need is every one of us has the need to be loved. We're in a room today where there are people who love each other. Family members, friends, we, we love each other. I love my wife been married 30 plus years now I love her more today than I did 30 years ago and as much as I love her I can't say today that I am love because even though I love her there's some days my humanity bleeds through more than my love for her but John said this in 1 John 4 16 and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. If it stopped right there, that would essentially be the same thing I just got through saying. Okay, God loves us. Very important. Very important to know that God loves us. But John did not simply stop at saying that God the love that God hath to us. John goes on to say that God is love. He doesn't just love, He is love. And so he that dwells in love dwelleth in God and God in Him. We don't really celebrate people, whether it's People we know personally, friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, celebrities that we don't know, but we know from news, social media, watching them on TV, movies. We celebrate them because of what they do. We don't, we don't truly celebrate them because of who they are. We could get into a debate, even though there's really not a debate about who the greatest basketball player of all time is. I mean, some of you may want to debate, but just know that there's nothing to debate. Number 23, Michael Jordan, is, that's it. That's it. There's nothing, to, there's nothing to debate. The bottom line is... As much as we may want to talk about that, those that are into the NBA today, they don't really care a whole lot about who Jordan is. Why? Because Jordan's not playing anymore. You see, the world doesn't pay you for who you were. They pay you for who you are. They pay you for what you do. And the moment you can't do what you did anymore, you get pushed to the side because... We value each other too many times by what we do, not just by who we are. But God doesn't just love. God is love. And in fact, God doesn't just do good. God is good. So if I dwell in God, I dwell in. Bible tells us that God fills all space. He fills all time. If God fills all space and God is love, 
I have a question for you today. Where can you go and get away from the love of God? The psalmist asked a question. He said, where, where can I go and you're not there, God? He says, if I go to the, ascend to the heights of the heavens, you're, you're there. He said, if I go to the depths of the sea, you're there. He said, even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. At Just at face value, that question would seem like David was wanting to know, God, where can I get away? How can I get away from you? That's not what he was asking. Actually, what he was doing was looking for the reassurance that no matter where I go, or no matter what I go through, you're there. There's a really good chance somebody here today is judging where God is in your life based on the circumstances in your life. So usually when things are not going well in our lives, the first response is, or, or the way we analyze what's going on is God has is, God is forsaken us. God's not there anymore. No, He said, I will never leave you I will never forsake you. David said he was the shepherd that would lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. He would always be there. Interesting thing is, and again, it's the greatest gift that we've come to celebrate today. There's actually a place in Scripture, the King James Bible where it pretty much tells us plainly who, what the greatest gift is. In Acts chapter 2, it's the day of Pentecost, the day that the Spirit of the Lord was poured out on this earth. And Peter, in response to some questions that were directed at him that day from the crowd because of what they had seen go on, Peter responds and says, here's what you need to do. You need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And he says, when you do those things, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't have time to get into it today and there's plenty of people, myself included, that if you don't understand this or have never heard this, we'd love to explain it a little bit more to you. But the Holy Ghost that you and I can receive is not the third person of a trinity. It's not the third person of the Godhead. That is the gift Because for you and I today, the gift is the Spirit of God, which is God. It's not a portion of God. It's not a third of God. It is, it's God. We live in a world where it's pretty obvious to watch people 
who achieve their dreams and goals and now through social media especially we we can see all kinds of stuff going on in people's lives and it's interesting to me because some of the people that from a natural perspective have all the ingredients to have a wonderful life appear to be some of the most miserable people in the world. What do you do when you have enough money to buy everything you want, do everything you want to do, go every place you want to go, only to find out none of that satisfies? Because if you have everything today that this world can offer, but you don't have the greatest gift. You have nothing. But if from the world's standard. You don't really have a whole lot today. But you have the greatest gift. You've got everything. You've got everything you need for peace and joy. And happiness. hope direction I want you to stand if you would perhaps today may be a little bit different for some of you if this is your first time to ever be at an apostolic church but we, we haven't come today just to have a Christmas program because that's kind of what church does at Christmas time We're here today because we believe and have experienced that unto us a child was born, unto us a son was given. He's become a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and the prince of there's no way in this world today that every person in this room doesn't need God to be at least one of those in your life. Bottom line is we need Him to be all of them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this in just a moment. In just a moment, I'm going to ask everyone that would to bow your head and close your eyes. And, and, and I want to I give an invitation today. If you're here and you've never received the greatest gift again as I quoted to you just a moment ago that is the gift of the Holy Ghost you've never received that you've never experienced that you have that opportunity here today so I want you to understand this before I go further with that if you're a guest what we're about to do here, the invitation I'm about to give, is not synonymous with you making some kind of commitment to join this church. Needless to say, if you're a guest today and you're looking for a church to make your home, we would absolutely love to have you here. But whether you ever come back another day in your life to this particular 
church. It is still our hope and desire for you to experience and to receive the greatest gift. I said this, I believe it was just a Sunday morning ago as I was preaching, but you look around today, if you judge people here by what you see, you judge those that are a part of this church by what you see today, they probably all appear to have it together and look like they're all just wonderful people. The reason that we may look like that today is because of the greatest gift. (laughs) We didn't all look the way we look today. We haven't always lived the way we're living right now. We haven't always done the things we're doing now. Somewhere along the way, the greatest gift transformed our lives. So here's what I'm going to do in just a moment. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you if you've never received, and, and I'm not, I don't want to be offensive by this next point. And again, this is another thing happy to talk to you about. But th- this is more than about just a profession of faith. It's more than just simply saying a few words. I've already expressed to you what Peter said. Peter said you need to repent be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never had that experience, you can have that experience here today. So I'm going to do this. I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to draw this out. But I'm going to ask if you would, standing right where you are, if you would just close your eyes. I ask this, if for nothing else, just kind of respect as those around you you're here this morning and you need some hope, you need some peace, you need some joy, you you need grace, you need mercy, you need forgiveness, whatever it is you need, and you don't have the greatest gift, you'd like this morning or this afternoon, excuse me, to receive that, I want to invite you and most of you, if you're a guest, there's probably somebody that's a part of this church that's with you. I want to invite you to just come stand down front for a moment and then we're going to give some instructions here. And Again, if you're a guest, the person you came with today can come with you. You don't have to come alone. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Again, just for a moment. Not, not going to drag this out. I tell you what, I'm going to do this again. Please just kind of they try to make it maybe a little easier for some that might want to come. They don't feel like everybody's watching them. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you've experienced in your life at some point the greatest gift, but you're, you're going through some stuff right now and, and you just need to be reminded. You, you need to be reassured that He's still the greatest gift in your life. Maybe, maybe there's some turmoil going on in your life. Maybe there's some difficulties. I, I want to invite you to come as well. Come on, you've already, again, you, you, you already know, you've already experienced the greatest gift, but there's just some things that are going on in your life. And you need to be reminded of that. You need your hope renewed. You, you need your confidence renewed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Here's what we're going to do. I know we've got a few people that have come because they, they want to receive the greatest gift. So I'm going to ask you to join with me and do this. We're just going to take a few steps here and do what the Apostle Peter directed. The first thing you got to do, first thing you and I need to do to receive the greatest gift is we've got to ask for forgiveness. We've got to repent for all that we've done. That's not just God, I'm sorry, my bad kind of a thing. That's God, I acknowledge what I've done, and I want to change. I want my life to change. So I'm going to ask you, head bowed, eyes closed, and even if you've already repented before, then and we, you, you can do that again today. I, I, could use a, I could use some help, church. Got some folks down here that are alone. If you would come and help. Father, we come before you today, Lord, one of the greatest gifts we could ever receive is that of your forgiveness. We've all sinned, Lord. We've all come short of the glory of God. We've, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things contrary to your word. And so we acknowledge today, God, and ask you for your forgiveness today. We ask you for your forgiveness today, Lord, that you would wash us and cleanse us with your blood today in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, 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 by the power of your Spirit right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Those of you that are gathered around at the front, you can begin to give some more directions, instructions. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that in every life in this place today, every individual that's in this sanctuary today, that they would come to know you as the greatest gift of all, God. Come to experience you, Lord, as the greatest gift. Lord, we're not here today just to go through the motions of religion, just to go through religious activity. We're here today because... Every one of us is in need of you, God. We need hope. We need salvation. We need grace. We need peace. We need mercy. We need you today. I pray, God, for every individual in this sanctuary right now that whatever their need is, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, you are the I Am. You are the I am, so I believe you right now to become whatever is needed in every individual life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let somebody receive today the greatest, the greatest gift of all, Lord. You, God. You taking up residence in our lives. Your Spirit filling us is the greatest. It's the greatest of all, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, such amazing love today. What a gift of His amazing Jesus, love. Amazing what a gift love. today. Amazing You're love. Amazing, amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Freely given.
such amazing love, Jesus. Amazing grace today, Jesus. Thank you for it today, Jesus. just a moment the worship team's going to continue singing some and there's those that are praying they're going to continue to do so if you're whenever you're ready to go need to go want to go you're welcome to thank you again so much for sharing in this time with us today whenever you'd like to make your way down to the cookie reception you're welcome to do that as well god bless you Dark. 